0: You're listening to Pondering the Bible, a deeper dive into the books of the Bible. Greetings and welcome to Pondering the Bible. I'm your co-host Kenny Corkins, and with me, as always, Hold. On. This week is a special week because we've got our returning champion, our favorite lay speaker, Tori Dickens, returning. Welcome back.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Let's lower expectations just a little bit for me.
0: Okay. Tori's here.
1: Oh, it's you. Who were you expecting? (laughs) Here we go. Sounds better. All
0: right. So as we mentioned last week, Rocky is out of town visiting his parents in Colorado. And so Tori is filling the pulpit this week as our lay speaker, our lay reader, our lay preacher. And so... Welcome, Tori.
1: Thank you very much.
0: All right. So let's go ahead and just jump right into it. What are you going to cover for us this week? What book and what chapters and what verses are you going to read?
1: I am going to read 2 Timothy 1, 1 through 14.
0: Okay. And are you going to read to us from the? NLT. NLT. Okay. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and read it out.
1: All right. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle Of Christ Jesus, I have been sent out to tell others about the life he has promised through faith in Christ Jesus. I am writing to Timothy, my dear son. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. Timothy, I thank God for you, the God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted. I will be filled with joy when we are together again. I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but power, love, and self-discipline. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord, and don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in prison for Him. For the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news, for God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this, not because we deserve it, but because this was His plan from before the beginning of time to show us His grace through Christ Jesus. And now he has made all of this plain to us by the appearing of Christ Jesus, our Savior. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. God chose me to be a preacher, apostle, and teacher of this good news. That is why I'm suffering here in prison, but I'm not ashamed of it. For I know the one in whom I trust, and I am sure that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me, a pattern shaped by faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, guard carefully the precious truth that has been entrusted to you.
0: Amen. Amen. All right. So let me ask this to start out. What caused you or what led you to preach from this particular passage?
1: in March I'm sitting at an all staff meeting and I don't work in a Christian environment I work for a county agency sort okay. of so when my pa- when my CEO quoted his pastor saying if that doesn't light a fire in you you're using damp wood most people would have been surprised not us he does that kind of thing But I caught on to that and I stopped paying any attention to what he said after that and started thinking, Am I going to use it in a sermon? Am I going to use it for a women's retreat? And I spent the rest of the time looking up what Bible verses to read with that quote.
0: Okay, so he didn't, maybe he didn't give you the the reference for this, but.
1: Nope, he didn't give us the reference. (laughs) He was just trying to get us gung ho and excited about work.
0: Trying to get you a light of fire, huh? Yep. All right. So for your sermon, how are you going to approach this?
1: I am. I like Timothy. I'm approaching it with a basis on Timothy. Timothy started out as a kid following Paul. Mm-hmm. And when I say kid, Anywhere from sixteen to thirty. Right. But
0: <laughs> a young man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. And he was really smart but seemed like he was socially awkward. And I have a kid who's really smart and socially awkward. I like Timothy.
0: Okay. So you can relate to Timothy. I can relate to Timothy. He's he's real to you.
1: He is. Okay. Paul Lesso. So. Paul is good at everything he does.
0: And he's very how shall I say? He is straightforward and in your face.
1: Always. At all times. Darth Vader. Only you could be so bold. But when he was a bad guy, he was a good bad guy. He he was an excellent bad guy. Right. (laughs) He's a good guy. He's an excellent good guy. Timothy had problems.
0: Okay. So how are you going to, I mean, what to you sticks out in this other than the the fan into flames quote, if you will. What kind of sticks out for you in in this
1: passage? It sticks out for me in this passage is reminding Timothy that he is strong enough to do his job. His job is to share Jesus with the world. Right. And he can do it. He has everything he needs to do his job.
0: Right, and this kind of sounds like what Rocky's been kind of pounding on us for months now. (laughs) Yes, yes. You can say he doesn't care, but he's there anyway. Pounding his mind into mine. Spread the news, right? Go out and all you have to do is say, Here's what Jesus did for me.
1: That's all you have to do.
0: Okay. So I'm gonna put a little bit of context around this. Obviously, this is a letter from Paul to Timothy. We read that in the beginning. Yes. Paul is still in jail.
1: The second time in Rome.
0: Okay. And so this is probably sometime around maybe the time that he wrote the letter to the church at Ephesus, because that was kind of close to his... No. Nope. This no? is
1: this is seven years after the Ephesus. What, they're in Ephesus. So this technically is a letter to Ephesus. Timothy is. Okay. Timothy's in Ephesus. Timothy's in Ephesus. So technically it is a letter to Ephesus, but this is the year that... Paul dies. Right. Okay. And the prison that he is in is not like the first time he was in prison where he was in a house with basic comforts. Now he's in a hole in the ground. Oh, okay. There's a door that leads out to the sewer so they can dispose of the bodies easy Mm -hmm. and a hole in the ground where they can drop food.
0: Mm, Lovely.
1: So he is not a happy camper. He's uncomfortable. He's not feeling good. And he knows he's about to die.
0: I don't like it here. All right. And so he's sending a letter. This is the second letter that we have to Timothy, kind of his farewell, Timothy, be strong. Yes. Okay. Very cool. So he gives lots of advice in here. And believe it or not, I was once a very introverted person. You are nuts. No way. People don't believe me anymore because I've kind of broken out of it. But I can kind of relate to how Timothy behaves and acts, and just because I was kind of that way for a very
1: long time, you're still kind of that way. I can you, still. You be, have yeah. your limits. You, you're willing to go there, but I guess I know you well enough to know when you're pushing your limit. <laughs>
0: About an hour worth of people, and I'm done. But he gives lots of good advice in here. Is there anything that kind of sticks out to you as far as advice from Paul to Timothy that you might use in your situation?
1: I, My mother passed away this year, earlier this year, and he is reminding Timothy where his faith came from, mm-hmm. and that's from his family, his grandmother and his mother. Right. And to me, that touches firm. Now, my faith comes from my dad. My dad is very. My, my dad is a retired pastor, but... I got so much from my mom, so yeah. much from my mom, mostly looks, which poor daddy always looks at all of us and goes, did I, you guys get anything from me?
0: <laughs> my kids have the opposite problem. They look like me.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, they do.
0: Okay. So what else in this kind of drew you and what kind of points are you going to try and make in your sermon for Sunday?
1: Well, I am going to—the points I'm going to make is I'm going to tell a little bit of the history of where this came from, how Timothy got to work with Paul. And Timothy's basically Paul's work son. Right. Paul compliments a lot of people in a lot of ways. He always is talking about, thanks for this person. God loves this person. But when he writes the letters to the churches and the first letter to Timothy and his letter to Titus— when he says i'm writing to timothy i'm writing to titus i'm writing to my brothers and sisters in faith mm-hmm. he always adds a little a little thing at the end my brother in faith my son in our belief this is only the second time he doesn't do that it's just timothy my dear son okay not my dear son in our belief
0: so their relationship is deeper than just their if you will brothers in christ he sees Timothy as essentially his son,
1: his work son at okay. the very least.
0: Very yeah, cool. Okay, what else are you going to try and bring up?
1: I am going to bring up, as I said, Paul's about to die. Mm-hmm. This is this is his last chance to make sure Timothy knows what he's doing. Okay, and he has a lot to cover because. Timothy is very shy and yes. very awkward, and he knows it. He knows the stuff. He knows what he has to do. But the minute somebody is presents to him a problem with the way he wants to do it, instead of sticking his guns, he gets a little nervous and shy and says, but it's the right thing to do. Instead of you have to do it, it's the right thing to do. Right.
0: So the, what spurred you with this is the fan into flames. Fanning into flames. Fanning yes. into flames. So is that going to be kind of the the thrust? How are you going to bring that about in your sermon?
1: I am going to talk, in, talk about where Timothy got his, his start believing in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Actually, his start believing in faith at all. Timothy is, his mother is Jewish, but his father is Greek. And that makes him pretty much illegitimate in the eyes of the Jewish community. Right, They couldn't care less about his father, so he wasn't allowed to go to synagogue school or anything like that to get his Bible lessons. He was through his mother and his grandmother. Okay. And they were the ones who introduced him. And probably when Paul came through, when he went through Lystra on his second missionary, first missionary trip, his grandmother heard Paul talk. And became a believer. Okay. Went home, shared that news with her daughter and her grandson. 6 years later, he came back on a second trip and people were so impressed with Timothy and the church there that Paul heard about him. And Paul went and met him and was so impressed that he took him on the trip with him. Oh cool. But it was through his mother and grandmother that sharing the news with him that lit his fire. He spent six years learning everything he could about Christianity, about Jesus, about how to be saved, about tying it in with what he had already learned growing up about from his Jewish roots. Right. And it was very important to him. So his mother and grandmother lit his fire in him.
0: Okay. And so are you going to try and turn that into some sort of call to action for the church body?
1: Absolutely and always.
0: (laughs) Imagine that. (laughs) Okay. I don't want to give you away your whole sermon, but...
1: (laughs) But that is what we do. (laughs) Right.
0: How do you plan to, or can you kind of give us a hint as to what you might kind of challenge us with this Sunday?
1: Well... As always, we need love God and be nice to each other.
0: Right? We cover that in depth in the it, last week's sermon. It summer, is what sermon. we do and, <laughs> and
1: ponder. But one of the ways of being nice to each other is sharing Jesus with them. Yeah, it is the nicest thing we can do to, for another person. Sure. And so I'm going to encourage people to stand up for what they believe in. That you don't have to push in the face, but if you stand. Firm and with what you believe, and not be ashamed to say it, then that is lighting a fire. And we're the damp wood. That, from what I got from my boss, because my boss is a Paul, also. Okay. <laughs> and when he said lighting the fire, if you're not lighting a fire using damp wood, all I can think of is if we're not spreading the word, if we're not using what we know, then we're the damp wood.
0: Right. We're not doing our part to to spread the fire, if you will. You can't start a fire
1: without a spark. Yep. We're the damp wood that God is, was trying to use. We're not kindling.
0: And we all kind of, I know I fall into that trap. I'm like, oh, I'm, I don't want to bring that up. You know, they'll think I'm a weirdo. <laughs> they might already think that. But that would just put me over the top. <laughs>
1: those of us who know, you might have said it once or twice. I'm not going there, though. The point is, if we share Jesus, if we share what we know, we're lighting a fire.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up?
1: Timothy's age. I mentioned before that Timothy was anywhere from 16 to 30. Right. We are guessing that. There's no way we can really know. Right. But there are a couple things that lead us to believe how old he was. Often when you're a teenager, between the ages of 12 and 16, you would be sent to somebody to learn a craft. Okay. So him leaving with Paul at that age would make sense because he was sent with Paul to learn a craft. Okay. And But if he was between those ages also, he would have already been sent somewhere to learn a craft. He Possibly. wouldn't be living with his mother and grandmother. Right. So odds are he'd be a little bit older, more towards the 16 to 20 age. That would cover also the time that his grandmother and mother were teaching him about Christ after Paul's first visit. Right. So it would make sense if the second time through, he was around 21.
0: Okay. I haven't studied it, so I'll have to take your word for it. (laughs) But okay.
1: One of the things that makes it seem like he wouldn't be older than that is at the time, they thought your height of youth was around 30 to 40. 30, the ultimate height of youth. Okay. between 40 and 50 is when you start to slip downhill. That's what my research says, slip okay. downhill into old age.
0: Yeah, I can feel that.
1: I, <laughs> yeah, I have landed. Yeah. <laughs> no longer slipping down the hill. I'm way past. I'm there.
0: So we kind of have an idea that he's somewhere, that's a pretty wide range, right, from what we would consider late teen maybe to young adulthood. Mm-hmm. In his time frame, he might be... Pretty much in the same, in that same kind of boat, right? We now say you know fifty is the new twenty or whatever they say. But so he's he's a young, exuberant man. He he followed Paul around as he went on missionary work, and then Paul kind of would leave him at churches that he that Paul had established, and leave Timothy in charge because he was his work son, as you put it, <laughs> and leave him in charge of these churches and. As I recall, Timothy kind of struggled at times with conflict in the church, and so Paul had to kind of build him back up and say, you know what's right, and you can do these things. You know what's right. Do it.
1: Uh, There was about 25 times that Paul wrote to Timothy that we have record of of him saying, don't be so timid. Right. And often he would send somebody else with Timothy, somebody who maybe didn't know as much but did have a stronger personality
0: okay anything
1: else no i think we are good
0: okay well let me ask you this then
1: all right and i
0: have a good idea already what are you going to call your sermon? Have you given a sermon title yet?
1: I have, and it's, Are You Damp Wood? Oh, Good guess. <laughs> I was close. All
0: right. So if you'd like to listen to the sermon that Tori delivers, it's going to be on our website at www.pondergmc.org. At the top is a menu called Ministries. Click that, go down to sermons, and look for the sermon, Are You Damp Wood? And this will have been delivered on July 9th, 2023. Thank you. Okay, and then for our listeners, Rocky, we'll be back next week. We'll resume our walk through the book of Ephesians. And because you're here and you can't stop me, I've got a dad joke for you.
1: Oh, please no.
0: Yes, I have to. It is my required. I understand. It's my duty. What did Yoda say when he saw himself in 4K?
1: What did he say?
0: HDMI.
1: No, just no.
0: Okay, with that, I think we better close this episode. This is Ken Corkins and Tori Dickens reminding you to love God and be nice to people. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us at www.pondergmc.org. There, you can watch our live stream services, listen to replays of Rocky's sermons, and find other interesting information about us. This has been Pondering the Bible.